Welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith. Foamy. This is a podcast where comedians talk about wild, weird conspiracies uh, while we drink beer. And today we're talking about the interdimensional Bigfoot. Oh. Uh, an emerging theory amongst Bigfoot enthusiasts, which okay. I'm quite fond of. Yeah. And uh, so we're excited to be here. And we're, we're coming to you live. Uh, well, not live, but we're coming. We're <laughs> no, recording. We're, we're here. We're, we're here, here. We're in, the, in what yeah. we, the Conspiracy <laughs> Beer Me headquarters at the Dudio in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. This is our first full episode we've recorded here. We're very excited. Thanks. Uh, if you're not a patron, uh, then you, that's not directed at you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but you, you could. You could be. Thanks. You could join you could. the party. And we're going we're gonna to be doing some live events here and uh, welcoming our patrons yeah. in for a beer. We, we actually got to uh, show it off to a couple patrons last night. It was yeah. very, very cool to sort of see that happen. Yeah, it was fun to just walk over from a bar, show up in the studio, and just keep hanging just keep hanging. Yeah, it was fun. It was a it was a blast. Yeah. So we're excited. And I'm uh, very excited because our first full episode is with a great comic. Uh, and we're welcome to have you on the show. Give up for Shane Moss. Hey. Yeah. Nice. Thanks for having me. I love the yeah. I love this studio. Oh, it's thanks. It's so nice. This Thank is, you. I, I, I'm so happy that I get to meet you now <laughs> yeah. and, instead of whatever horrible space you were yeah. in before did you did you have a studio before we, or? It, was my, it was at my house which is, okay which is quite nice i mean yeah. both the yeah. studio but also shane's house isn't a i'm a little sad that we're doing it here because it's fun. <laughs> I actually that's my thing i'm like i enjoy showing off my uh, yard at my house yeah his, his, his yard is worth seeing while you're here in town and yeah. did you call it a dudio then no no, 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 no that no. was a random does anyone else have it <laughs> has anyone done that? Dude, like, I how, know. how did everyone miss dudio we immediately bought the website good, nobody had we have the dudio.com yeah. <laughs> no one had dudio.com. No. Nobody. That's once in a while you just get, because everyone's found everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you is. found a new thing. It's yeah. like, it's great. Anytime you find a new website, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like the chances of that are about the chances of finding an interdimensional Bigfoot. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. That's that, yeah. That actually might be correct. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's like. And we, when Dudio came up, I was like, eh, it's a bunch of cis white guys. I don't know if Dudio is a cool name, but I like it. And it's we bought the website, so we got it. Right. It's, it's at now. It's, I think you got to have fun with that. Yeah, stuff. for but sure. I got, on, on my show, we always, every. I'm, I'm sure it's like not amusing to anyone but me, but our description of every episode, Mind Under Matter, me and Ramin yeah. Nazer, yes. we always say that we're the... This and that, boys of comedy or whatever. Right, right, right. I just always thought it was hilarious when, when when people when people call themselves like the bad boys or the bad girls right, or whatever. Right. I just always thought that was the silliest fucking thing yeah. imaginable. And yeah. so I did that to like mock it, yeah. you know. And it's, it's uh, that's now great. it's your life. Probably I, uh, getting old yeah. at, this, at this point. But I feel like Dudio has like I, I feel like it's not. It, you guys don't seem like a real bro down. No, type. no, we're, definitely we're not. not. So, so it kind of works. I work in NFTs, but I'm definitely not a bro. <laughs> uh, so you, bro, Jason, you, you right, mentioned yeah, yeah. Mind Under Matter, which is your podcast. Uh, you have a, a lengthy storied uh, comedy career, which has taken you all over, and you've appeared on all kinds of uh, television and all yeah. that. But Mind Under Matter is sort of what brought you to some degree to Raleigh. Yeah. So you yeah. are a, a temporary Raleigh resident, which we're yeah. thrilled about. 
I, I might be staying longer. So yeah. far, so good. I like it. It's, yeah. it's cheaper yeah. than other things that I was <laughs> yeah. thinking yeah. about. And yeah. and yeah, I I mean, I, I so I started comedy in 2004. Mm-hmm. I had like, I was at, at the time, the model was, you know, get that five minutes together mm-hmm. and get on late night television and do well in festivals. And like the, the YouTube I'm not sure. Maybe yeah, just infancy. had started yeah. existing, and and so I was kind of one of the last people to benefit from that, that model. That model I would yeah. Say. yeah, yeah, and it's a dying, it's a dead model now in, for sure. In 2007, I was in this big festival that no longer exists, this HBO Comedy Arts Festival, and I won an award for best stand up, and I got uh, the following. So I was so. I, I got my first Conan before entering my third year of comedy. And then Amazing. I That's was quick. <laughs> yeah, crazy. it was, I don't, I can't think, I don't think there's anyone faster yeah. other than like a Bo Burnham or, which is like a totally different, like yeah. viral right, thing right, or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I was on eight, uh, I had eight TV appearances that year. And then, Damn. I just kind of thought that I could do whatever I want. Like, and then I got like a Comedy Central Presents and stuff right away. I had that before, like my fifth year and everything. And I just sort of thought That's I could wild. do whatever I wanted. Yeah. And uh, mistakenly. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I was traveling internationally a bunch. And then they were all, all doing these themed shows. And I was like, well, I just want to travel more. Yeah. Um, like I never went to New York or LA or anything. I just liked being on the road. And so I was like, what would my thing be? And I was always reading science books and never had any of it in my act or anything. And so I was like, maybe I'll start integrating some of that, putting together a thing that led to me eventually interviewing scientists when I was on the road for a podcast called here we are that I've been doing for almost eight years now. And then, uh, and I was doing a lot of then I started in like 2016 is when I started doing indie stuff because I put together a show about psychedelics and he couldn't like do that for like the Saturday Saturday <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, date night, you know, hour and a half of psychedelic material <laughs> right. or whatever. And so I started doing indie stuff and I became fond of that. And then and then I started doing more like shows mm-hmm. integrating scientists and and comedians together I had a show stand up science that I did like a hundred, a hundred cities with that in wow. 2019. And then COVID shut everything down. And then I dumped everything into my digital stuff, which was, so all my comedy went away. And then I was just, my science podcast is quite serious. I yeah. would yeah. say, I mean, yeah. not that we never have fun, but I, right. I consider it a science podcast. I don't not a comedy use yeah, the yeah. word comedy in the description wow. of it or anything. Yeah. And so then I went like, a year or so with just not having any comedy, anything. And then I was on my friend Ramin Nazar's podcast. He's an incredible artist. He has like 200,000 Instagram followers and stuff. And you, you see his art sometimes right. when you're out and about. And and uh, I was on his show and we'd always collaborated on certain things. And then we just organically were like, let's just do our own show and combine your art and ways. And yeah. And he interviews creatives and mystics for his own show, rainbow brain skull. And then I, so we kind of had the yin and yang thing going on. And so, um, and he la- makes me laugh harder than anyone ever. <laughs> so it's just, uh, so we started doing it and put everything into it. And then that led to this, camp out festival we were riffing one time 
about wanting to get all of our artists. So we have a lot of artists in our community. We're riffing about wanting to get them all together for some sort of festival. And then lo and behold, this guy soup with life is art out of, out of Raleigh, a, a concert, um, uh, equipment like production and lighting mm-hmm. company and stuff. Um, reached out and was like, Hey, I just started doing festivals at my property. Uh, like the exact size that you're talking about. And I'm like, all right, well, let's, yeah. let's just do this. That's awesome. And yeah. so, and then I came in May to check out some of those festivals and I was like, Oh, this is a bigger deal than what I originally <laughs> you had thought his in property my was like mind. his backyard. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I couldn't tell from his site because it's like a yurt rental yeah, right. place, and and so it's 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 like you just you couldn't see from the map how big it was, yeah, and then big. he's like. Oh, and then there's a camping field, and I'm like, "How big is this field?" And I'm like, "Ah, you can't just take someone's word for it and like right, get sure, a thousand yeah. people to pack in and have but, everyone yeah. mad at you." <laughs> yeah. And so then when I saw the place, I was like, "Oh, that's just one of many, many. fields. Yeah. So like, there's <laughs> a mile Firefest and a half <laughs> of fields yeah, to yeah. get to that." Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's like convenience stores within 15 minutes oh, and stuff. Right. So yeah. you don't need to worry about people yeah. starving to death and everything going <laughs> yeah. wrong and yeah. Yeah. having to eat cheese sandwiches, <laughs> yeah. whatever that sandwich, what, what was the sandwich in fire? I was think it, it was just, just a sandwiches? slice of American cheese and a <laughs> piece of white we bread. Gotta, we got to give that to people when they yeah. enter, we need to have cheese fire sandwiches fest, yeah. for uh, the fire fest food truck. <laughs> the fire fest food truck. Styrofoam container. Really expensive cheese sandwiches. It's just a FEMA truck. and so i was like i might be a little in over my head in terms of like my original plan was i'll just show up like a week or two ahead of time and we'll like plan it from afar and then when i got here i was like oh i need to be here i know you're doing sets i need to be meeting people i need to be booking all these bands and so i moved uh, on a whim I came here and then I went back to Wisconsin, grabbed all my stuff and came right back. And Excellent. I've been here since the end of May. Well, well, that's, that's cool. It's so cool. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's the Mind Under Matter uh, Camp Out Festival, September 9th and 11th, 2022. And for those of you listening, Conspiracy Beer Me will be there. Mm-hmm. So you get kind yeah. of, you get to you get to see a festival with a lot of cool content uh, on a lot of different varieties, but also we will be there and there's, there's comedy, art, music, camping, yeah, the whole shebang. It's going to be, you know, early September is a really great time in 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 Raleigh just to be around. Yeah, here. absolutely. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I I I picked based on temperature. Basically, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be warm great. enough to swim and cool enough to sleep comfortably at night. Nice. And at first, it was like, well, we'll just use this one main stage and do yeah. everything. We'll record some live podcasts and just get like our you know Patreon fans and stuff like that, and then have a couple get a couple bands. And then I got there, and so then we added. Um, and we're like, no, that's just the music (laughs) stage. And then over here we'll have science talks and over here is a wellness area with a sauna and stuff. And then let's add a stand up comedy area too, because we weren't even going to have stand up comedy, but my friend, Mike Kaplan, I love Mike. I've I've heard from Mike a few times. Yeah. They were going to come anyway. And so I was like, well, we might as well. Like Dave Waite was coming. Oh, really? Hell yeah. Great. So then I'm like, I guess we're doing stand up now. (laughs) And then around the time you reached out, I was like, you know what? I think we're going to add a podcast stage because if you're just sitting around a lake, podcasts aren't the most ambient right. thing, yeah. you know, <laughs> like to to just 
uh, you know, if you're just trying to relax. So I was like, I'm just going to stick that like a more intimate area where yeah. 50, a hundred people can gather yeah. around. And yeah, so we love live podcasting. Yeah, it's fun. And that's one of our goals here in the studio is like to be able to put up, you know, bring people in and, and it just, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. yeah we're excited. about. Although it. we yeah. did, when we had the people come over from the bar the other day, within like five minutes, I had walked out and walked back in. It was really gamey in here. I got to say it was yeah, a little, we don't have a lot little of- smelly. Yeah, uh, with all those, it was like fifteen, no, maybe ten people in here. I was like, man, you guys, y'all, comics. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot in Raleigh. It's a little <laughs> stinky. Well, you just got to get like a, uh, some HEPA filter. Yeah, and like some yeah. Air circulation. That's true. Yeah, we don't have a lot of there's, that. We're in a cave. You'll need some sort of <laughs> yeah, for something. Sure. Um, yeah. For sure. Well, you know, uh, uh, to pivot just uh, to our our interdimensional Bigfoot, which yeah. you know is. Uh, something that sort of, I think, sort of combines a lot of cool stuff. And it's also interesting that, that your fascination with science plays into this. Um, but, but to start, you know, I, as someone who likes paranormal stuff, I think the question, do you believe in Bigfoot, is a great starting question whenever you want to talk to someone mm-hmm. about, you know, it, it, I think it's better than do you believe in ghosts. Mm. Like, do you believe in Bigfoot? And there's like, there's like three answers. I mean, well, maybe four. There's like an agnostic, like, I don't even care. Right. What's Bigfoot done for me is what. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's a, there's like a a yes, like a yes. There's a no. And, and then there's like a, I'm open to the the possibility. Mm -hmm. But if somebody says, no, I do not believe there is a Bigfoot. Like, I just don't think there's any. Anything to gain by talking to that person? <laughs> really? like, 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 no, no. I, I'm gonna excuse myself. <laughs> uh, you're not a big uh, believer. No, no uh, we're no. talking to you. You're you're stuck. Yeah, it, 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 the reason I just think is because I think that what you're saying is is that you're not saying I don't haven't seen any evidence that lets me believe there is one. Hmm. You're saying I have seen enough evidence that made me positively conclude that there's no possible way that there's a bipedal hominid on this planet that we haven't discovered yet, which yeah. is a, like a tremendously bold statement to me. Like, especially in like the face of like the James Webb telescope, mm. where like we take the first picture in the deep space and we're like, oh, okay, we're, <laughs> we were completely wrong about every, mm. like we, yeah, I just, I, I always think that like an open mind is like the critical. And I think Bigfoot is a very interesting sort of litmus test of someone's receptiveness to, to the paranormal. Okay. Now, are you saying, no, I don't believe in it? Yeah. I mean, there's an, there's an expression within like the psychedelic community, which is like, you know, these, these are great, like mind opening substances, but you, you want to have an open mind, but not so much your brain falls out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, uh, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. I, I mean, I guess here's, here's what I, I have, um, I have more problems with the idea of Bigfoot than I could possibly name in 50 minutes, wow. even if it was just me talking, <laughs> but I'll get started. Uh, one, uh, one is, is that I, I just don't really like um, unfalsifiable beliefs. So, oh, right. yeah. so we can bet on whether there's Bigfoot and I can say, no, I don't think that there is. And you can say, yes, I think that it, there is. And, and so one of us needs to be falsified for yes. the bet to be one. Mm-hmm. So for you to win the bet, if, if Bigfoot shows up, we find Bigfoot. Well, I just lost the bet. Right. But right. there is no way for you to lose the bet. There's, there's no way for you to, uh, to, for us to prove that a thing like, 
doesn't exist. And so right. I, I think that it, I think that any, it, not that we don't all hold and have to navigate life, you know, we don't, we don't sit around thinking, I wonder if my beliefs in this and that are falsifiable and what mm. would, what would prove me wrong? But scientists do, and I respect them a lot <laughs> yeah. for doing it. And it's hard. Yeah, um, yeah. It's super hard. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, the additionally, I, I think that belief in Bigfoot itself can be explained through kind of um, testable phenomena of, of sort of the, the there are there are a lot of reasons why our brains evolved to I, right, want yeah. to seek like oh find the secret this and Mystery, that that no unknown. one else yes. has and to believe yes. in in uh, in in things that are uh, that are out there and, and magical. And there's, there's been a lot of adaptive advantages through all of human history to tell these like grand stories of, of, uh, you know, a zillion different belief systems. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it helps us, it helps drive us in interesting ways. It also, you know, when you, when you're telling someone something about like some privileged information that you have, that's potentially making you a, more valuable mate or increasing your status in some way, or just making you a more interesting yeah. person. And I think it's just, um, I think it's, I, I always think that it's just like, it's a little, it's a little too interesting in a way that like, like I love primatology right. and I, I, I always think like, well, if you're into Bigfoot, a good place to start is to like learn about (laughs) other primates and take an interest in, in that. But it seems like, like using the Loch Ness monster, for example, I used to, I used to have a joke that I don't remember, but the premise of it was that, you know, if we found the Loch Ness monster, it would be one of the least interesting things in the ocean. It's just that the things that are already discovered, we just kind of write off as right. like, oh, well, oh, that's yeah. already, we've discovered right, right, that. Right. But there's like, there's angler fish, fish with yeah, little yeah, light yes, bulbs right. that like Glowing attract other fish yeah. fishing. There's octopus have brains in their arms. Yeah. They have, right. they, they like two thirds of the brains are in their arms. Yes. You can cut an arm off and it can think for itself and move around and, yeah. and everything until it runs out of blood. Yeah. And, uh, and there's, there's just, endless like we haven't even skimmed the surface of 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 what actually exists in the ocean and so to like obsess over if there's like some sort of weird sea giraffe or something like (laughs) if you found it it'd be like well okay there's this this thing now and we can study that and and people would lose interest like a lot of those very other than to like maybe say i told you so or something like that but so i guess it's a it's a lack of appreciation for uh, for understanding more of what is known, which is endless and impossible. Mm-hmm. Right, and you can right. spend every day trying to learn yes. what, what we can have access to learning more about. Yeah. And so to, to, uh, to in, instead have, um, like such a fondness for mystery is, is something that I think is fascinating in and of itself. That's mm-hmm. just such a huge part of the, of the human condition. Oh, yeah. I've done a fuckload of psychedelics. I've seen weird Yes. Shit that I can't explain. <laughs> yes. 
And, you know, people would think that I'm crazy for explain, uh, mm-hmm. for talking about it. I actually have like grounded takes on why the brain is kind of manifesting some of these mm-hmm. hallucinations or perceptions or whatever. But it's also like I can be like, well, you don't have to believe that I saw some like purple um, dancing gypsy alien woman that like runs this hyperspace carnival like i don't care if you do or don't but you can also just smoke dmt right take a look for yourself you may not see her but you're gonna see some wild shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. so we were gonna talk about um santa claus in our other episode we probably he's probably not on board with Santa Claus either. If he's not. <laughs> oh, come on. Am I now on, not just no, no, not on board? I didn't want to no, no, shut down the no, whole no, no, thing. No, no, no. I'm, That's I'm a kidding. Joke. I think, That's a joke. I think it's, a joke. I think it's fun. I no. love, I love listening to, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, this will be fun because you're going to be able to maybe get to sell me on the idea. Oh, yeah. well, we'll see. I, I think it's going to be interesting because, um, the, the theory of Bigfoot that you're talking about, which is rooted in zoology or cryptozoology. And we've had, an, we've had a zoologist turned cryptozoologist on this uh, show. who's even written a book about Bigfoot, essentially saying like some of our presumptions about animals may not um, work if we really are dealing with a, an intelligent being. Like they might be able to survive with numbers much lower than we think. They, yeah. What was the breakdown he gave us? Some scientific breakdown based on like how many of a population. There's like a exist. minimum population animal needs to not go extinct. Mm-hmm. And estimates, if there are big feet are lower than that, but he's like, well, that might be because they're intelligent enough to stay alive. Cause we're usually talking about not as intelligent, you know, mammals as, as a, what we think a Sasquatch is. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but that's all based on, sort of this idea that there is a walking animal on this earth that we have not yet discovered in a definitive way, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, to be fair to the critics of that idea, like I do say like, well, like people say, well, we've never found any remains of anything that remotely approaches a Bigfoot. Right. We've like, we all now carry around high definition cameras with us. And yet the camera footage is either hopelessly, shaky and blurry or just clearly staged. Mm-hmm. Like I always know it's staged when the video starts before they see the Bigfoot and they're like, what is that? Yeah. Like, oh, what, 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 is, what is that? Mm-hmm. Cause that's not the first words coming out of my mouth. If I see an eight and a half foot hairy ape. Yeah. I'd be like, like, Hey bud. No, yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah, I'm not, first of all, I'm not filming just, I'm not walking <laughs> right. through the woods filming ever. Yeah, yeah. And if I am, I'm not like, what is that? Oh, look there. (laughs) Like, I'm like, oh, fuck, my life is in danger. Yeah. And I'm like, I have retreated to a tree. I hope this thing can't climb. It's, you know. I uh, Yeah, I mean, so we, um, paleontologists and and archaeologists and things, they they explore a lot of cave systems. And certainly there's lots of, I just did an episode with um, paleontologist Stephen Churchill at Duke, who's going to be at uh, the camp out giving a talk. And they have in cave systems found, um, found like kind of um, Homo erectus uh, ancestral cousins that weren't uh, previously discovered and they were incredibly well-preserved and not mixed in. Usually, Usually if you're at a site 
excavating bones. There's just so many bones that you're 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 just like going through endless like bird bones right. and oh, antelope yeah. right. and yeah, like yeah, yeah. to to find like a primate tooth is like a treasure. And but they found cave systems where it's only this species in there and the only way that they could have gotten in there is if there was like some sort of um grieving slash burial ritual that was happening where they were carrying their dead which Mm. i mean makes a lot of sense if you're if you're any kind of a primate or things with much sentience yeah like your your buddy dies and you're probably not going to just like sit there eating lunch while vultures right. pluck its yeah, eyes yeah, out. Right. Put you know, somewhere. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll smell enough. You're yeah, just like, exactly. yeah, yeah. So they're, they're so I'm I'm trying to come to you and say like yep. you know there, there's there's a possibility that a, a sophisticated um, ape could be doing wow. some sort of sophisticated burial thing mm. that yeah. hasn't been detected. I mean. Yeah. I, I doubt it very much, but that, I, I, like, yeah, something I would like doubt that, that. Could happen. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, oh, by the way, the the and has happened the, like the, lots of times in the past. The uh, UF, I'm sorry, the Bigfoot like experts, they don't like all the videos because they think they're for you know YouTube clout, which yeah. they probably are. Yeah, but they call them blob squatches, <laughs> which I think is a great term. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, it's another blob squatch video, and 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 like I I think the other telltale sign they're fake if like. If you read people that have had encounters with uh, Bigfoot in the wild, the way they describe them versus how they appear on camera, like when people see a Bigfoot and they they tell the tale, they're like, not only was it large, it moved faster than I thought a person could move Mm. through woods. You know, like it was incredibly fast and agile. But in the videos, they, they look like a guy that like, made a Halloween costume. It didn't quite get the eye holes right because it's <laughs> yeah. just like, they just lumber and they're just trying real, to find their way. Yeah, to they're the just trees. like, it's clearly like, okay, that isn't, that's not what we hear about. Yeah. yeah. And that's just led to this like skepticism about it. But the, the interesting thing I think is that um, there's been this movement amongst paranormal uh, researchers that's called holistic. Uh, well, it's a more holistic approach to the paranormal and I think it's driven by like all the conferences that happen now where people that are really into this stuff talk about like there was times where the ghost people were the ghost people, the UFO people, were the UFO people, the Bigfoot people. Were the... But they've had these conferences where like all this stuff comes in and then people started to share experiences and they're like, well, that doesn't sound that different than these experiences. And so people have started to say, well, maybe all these phenomena are interrelated. Right. It's all high strangeness. It's all it's like, a, you know, and I'm sure you've probably talked about that in terms of just like how everything is connected in terms of paranoia, para, excuse me, paranormal UFOs, uh, cryptids. It's all, whether it's fueled by consciousness or our own brains creating these things, which, you know, we tell stories and we create things out of, you know, we create our own tuples in that sense. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, so, so as this data started to sort of mesh, like people started to say, well, like, wow, like, if you look at the the hot spots for Bigfoot sightings, and then you Venn diagram that with hot spots for UFs, UFO sightings, like there's like incredible overlap. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, when people have a Bigfoot uh, sighting, and they you know people will always go and interview the person. There's things that that like there's time loss, and there's you know memory loss. There's fast moving objects in the sky. There are bright lights. There's unexplicable silence in the air. There's disorientation. 
all things that sound a lot like alien type abduction stories, right? That there's a lot of overlap there. And as that as that theory has kind of just sort of stirred the pot a little bit, then there's a there's a growing theory that the Bigfoot are not of this planet. They don't live here. That's why we don't find them. Is what right? Yeah, they are. They are in fact interdimensional travelers who are here either by intent or accident. Um, and when when that theory gets kind of thrown out there, you get sort of people go back and look at old stories of Bigfoot encounters and they're like, ah, that makes sense now. So typical John Bohannon, summer of 2000, he is uh, driving on a dirt road, rural Mexico, New Mexico, excuse me. And he spotted uh, the classic large bipedal hominid, eight and a half feet tall, whole body covered with like a reddish brown hair. Uh, and he said it reminded him of a typical, uh, Neanderthal. It's like, it looked like a Neanderthal on the face, but you know, very hairy. And, uh, he followed it and the creature saw him, but never reacted. And then as he's following it, he, he says, it's like, it just walked into an invisible wall. Like it just literally disappeared into this wall. I just assumed he just ran into an invisible wall and fell backwards. He's like, ah, I missed the door again. I'm just trying to get home. <laughs> no, yeah. So he's like, he's just, he's walking and then he's just gone is how the, the, the guy described it. Um, and that's pretty typical. One more, just, you know, Larry Kelm, 1980, Eugene, Oregon. He's hiking uh, and he um, says there's something that numerous people have said when they encountered Bigfoot. And I love the description. He said, all of a sudden it was like, I was looking through someone's glasses and it was not my prescription. Like all of a sudden he's like, it's like, you know, have you ever looked to like a pair of glasses that are oh, too yeah. strong? Yeah. You're just like, you can't, that, that's, he said that was disorienting like that. And then he sees this huge figure lurking over him and suddenly like it goes clear, but he's not in Oregon anymore. He's in like a jungle landscape and something's pursuing him and he turns around and runs. And now he can see this like blurry patch and he runs back into the Oregon uh, universe and the jungle universe is gone. And what was pursuing him was what is a typical Sasquatch type creature. Mm. So, you know, when you think about that, that, that's this idea that like there is this some interdimensional portal travel going on, whether accidental or um, intentional that, that actually uh, Bigfoot comes from. And there's a, there's a couple of theories which we can talk about, but I'll pause. Crotch discomfort hurting your game. Fear no more. The kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable, flexible. The brand new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped take your balls to the royal ball throne. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the Lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming, so you can wear the Boxers 2.0 for the chilling. They even have trademark jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using our code CBM20. At manscaped.com. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that manscaped on the waistband of your underwear. It's almost guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. This is thanks to their Lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for below the waist grooming. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight so you can have a more precise shave. Beyond ball cleaning, Manscaped is focused on ball comforting with the new Boxers 2.0. Boost confidence everywhere you are knowing you're wearing the absolute best pack for your sack. 
These boxers are a game changer, and the features include the Jewel Pouch, a pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space. Lined with perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated. Is this heaven on earth? More like heaven on girth. This micromodal fabric is buttery soft and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run, strut. These moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. The tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in. It lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing. The fly front opening gives easy access and makes bathroom breaks quick and efficient. Multiple ways for entry and passage for your package. You can even choose from an arrangement of designs and colors and sizes that range from small to triple X for all my guys out there. From El Jefe to Nighthawk, your boys will be in the right hands. Be proud of your underwear and wear the Manscaped waistband with a badge of honor. Your balls deserve it. Get 20% off plus free shipping with our code CBM20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with our code CBM20 at Manscaped.com. Up your crotch game because once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. Well, uh, Shane, where where are you falling on all this? What's your Bigfoot take? I, so for me, it's um, it's you know I want I I think it's one of those things where you grow up listening to stories and you're like I want this stuff to be real because it's fun. It's what we base like our mythology on. It's it's what we base our movies on, and it's something that I think a lot of people would love to see. But again, I think um, there are things that happen. I've happen in your brain a lot of times that you can't explain that are not out of the ordinary. In college one time I was walking through a flea market and everything flipped upside down to my vision vision and I fell over. And I was like, well, right. that's, that's weird. That's should I get that checked out? I didn't, but I was like, well, that's weird. Uh, but it's like it's <laughs> something like I, I may have had a stroke. Uh, <laughs> it happened it happened twice in college and I was like, I wasn't even a drug user then. I was like, that's weird. Um, um so I don't know. It's I wanna believe it. I want it to be real. Um but again, I think it, it may be a thing where we just don't know currently what's out there. We, it's same with the ocean. You don't know what's all the way down there. I don't go so deep in the forest that I get lost and can't find my way out, but there might be something in there. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've explored the land quite a bit. True. The, the ocean, I, I could, I could, there's endless all sorts of, I mean, there's things being discovered in the ocean oh, yeah. all of the time. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I, what I really like about Bigfoot conspiracies is that they are fun i have like a real like after um two and a half years of being a uh science communicator um through covid while also being like tied in with the psychedelic community that's like super conspiratorial <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. right yeah. right the wellness like yeah grifter supplement stuff <laughs> right, and whatnot yeah, yeah. and um and so uh, it, it does make me yearn for um, more of the good old-fashioned, family-friendly Bigfoot conspiracies. Yeah. It's, it's just like I want something with a nice merch shop. Like I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of getting a little sick of the, like, it's it's lizard shape shifting right, lizard right. pedophiles poisoning everyone. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 and yeah, yeah. That's it's like well, I can't really. I'm not going to put that like doll, <laughs> and yeah. I'm not going to give that's that right. as a present to my <laughs> right. to my nephew yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have a saying here. We're like, make conspiracies fun again, or make that yeah. stuff fun again, because it's yeah. gotten so crazy. And we just can we not with the all the crazy? It's all the, yeah. It's everything's yeah. so gross now. It's, yeah. it's like that's. Let's yeah. go back to imagining fun primates that are shooting through portals <laughs> yeah. and that's, stuff. Yeah, that's carrying the yeah. 
Simpsons. Like it was, there was I fun movies it. back in the day. I loved yeah. that show. Yeah. I yeah. loved that show. And uh, believe me, if we find Bigfoot, I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking jazzed. Hell about yeah, it. dude! Especially if it's something like what uh, noted Bigfoot uh, uh, hunter. Ronnie LeBlanc, uh, who is is the the partner of Bill Brock, who's probably the most famous Bigfoot hunter. But uh, Ronnie LeBlanc wrote a, a book uh, called Monsterlands: Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs. And his his story is about the number of people that experience these floating orange orbs when they see a Bigfoot. Mm. And his his theory, which, by the way, his partner, Bill Brock, which, I, by the way, I love. I love that there's two Bigfoot hunters that have different theories on Bigfoot that are completely contrarian, but they're like, they're partners. They're like, we're in this together. Bill Brock, by the way, believes that Bigfoot are the uh, last descendants of the Neanderthal like hyper-evolved Neanderthals that are masters of camouflage and hunting and hiding from their arch enemies, the Homo sapiens. That's Bill Brock's theory. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, well, we, we mated a little bit with Neanderthals, but we also drove them to extinction seemingly. But yeah. they, they did. They, had, they were larger. They had larger brains. They were – they did – they um, – uh, they um, – Ran in much much smaller packs, packs yeah, than yeah. than humans did. Yes, they had. Yeah, I think um, kind of more sophisticated tool use. I, 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 speaking of like intelligence, is always like a little. We don't really know right. always what that right. means, and a lot of brain size um, is just comes along with having a bigger body. There's just a lot more body to move around and neurons and things needed just for mobility. Right. And so it doesn't necessarily equate to it being like, like a whale should be, uh, you know, this like beyond genius thing for its brain size, but much of that brain is is used for a lot of CPU, not a lot of RAM. Right. Yeah. Is that the right right thing? Because I don't know any, Oh, whales that have jobs, they're not that smart to where they're going into work. They're pretty damn smart. <laughs> they're very smart. They're, they're, they are smart, but yeah. they're but but what you would think with with a brain, however many times larger right. than than humans, a great deal larger than humans, you would you would think that they would like. Well, but if, if they were like say five level, I don't know how big a whale brain right. is, but if they were like five times smarter, why wouldn't they just be able to speak our language and understand? Right, right. You know, but, I assume um, big brains are like old computers, like IBM's computer took a whole room back in the day. It's like a whale's brain takes up a whole room, but God, I can't do what my phone can do. Yeah, you know, and we don't even even we don't right. even know all of like what brains necessarily. But if do there's and, yeah, true, yeah. But if their language or their brain is smarter than ours. We probably wouldn't know that. It, it, yeah, because it's a, it's such a slippery thing anyway of of defining yeah, what right. intelligence right. is. Right, there's, right, right. There's like ants that can use tools and right. yeah. you know, things right. like that. That's like we don't we tend to see like a, a crow is able to like get a thing out of a bottle using a stick, and we're mm-hmm. like, my God, I guess I guess this thing's much smarter than we realize birds could be, and we're just. We're just anthropomorphizing right, what right, intelligence right. Yeah, is yeah. onto that bird. So, so I, I guess if they were if uh, if they were the somehow descendants of Neanderthals, that would have been uh, first off. That means that 
It's also a little bit of a stretch to see them here because they would have they would have been migrating quite a bit more. Most mm. of life came in the cradle and uh, the cradle of life is yeah. called in like Southern Africa. Yeah. And a lot of what probably pushed human migration patterns was the amount of space one would need to procure resources as a hunter gatherer was, sure. was pretty vast. And so as our population was exploding, you would just get, pushed out of mm. like, you know, everyone would need a right. farm worth of space. And, yeah. and, and so they kind of kept on pushing each other. We also seem to be pretty um, inquisitive people, but I, I don't think the Neanderthals moved around nearly as much um, at least. And, and so, so it would be, it would also be interesting to not fi- have found any bones along, oh, the, yes. along the way, Bill, along yeah. the path. Bill Brock would tell you that that's because they're they're very, very, very uh, meticulous cannibals <laughs> that eat. They <laughs> of eat. If any of their an people die, they they eat everything down to the bone. But there would have been something between that and Neanderthals. There would, uh, there would have been steps along the way uh, yeah. and that before developing that practice, and we would have seen at least some of the steps before they got into the, all of the yes. bone eating perfectly hide all of our, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. our, our, which is, which is why his partner, Ronnie LeBlanc says, I, I, what's going on is not a terrestrial hominid it's a interdimensional traveler Mm. and he points uh to a 2012 nasa sponsored project um where a um an iowa university of iowa scientist uh, funded by nasa um, was able to determine a way to locate what are called x points or electron diffusion points now nasa apparently has known about these for a long time they are magnetic uh, portals that uh, pop up usually stay open for like 10 to 12 seconds, somewhat randomly all over the earth every day. And in those moments, (laughs) the magnetic field of earth and other bodies, usually the sun, because that's the, the magnetic field that is the most dominant to us are connected in such a way that the 93 million or so miles that exist between us almost doesn't seem like it exists in terms of like the studies they've done in there. And like what they wanted to do obviously is like, if we could figure out where these things were, then we could, we could send, you know, drones or, 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 or crafts there to sort of um, find them. And this university of Iowa scientist was like, I think I figured out how to find them. And um, there's an entire, um, uh, Website the 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 magnetospheric multi scale searching website, which is funded by NASA, that talks all about these experiments. But the but you know Ronnie LeBlanc and uh, his ilk will point to this and say, what 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 we're discovering is that the magnetic field and the 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 all the things that that is happening with CERN and dark matter and the shape of the universe and all the different stuff is showing us that there might be times where something happens where a portal between our dimension and another dimension might be opening up. And his theory is, is that in those moments, either Bigfoot are coming in accidentally or more likely what he thinks is the orange orbs are them exploiting that. So they're coming in for various reasons, whether that's to do experiments, to kidnap people, just that, 
whatever it is that that's what those orange orbs are is they're essentially they're opening up a portal these creatures from another dimension are coming into ours and then they're exiting and that's why we don't have remains mm. that's why footage is often shaky that's why people experience all these types of sort of memory loss and time loss because it's just this moment where what we've talked about before which is what people sometimes call a thin place where two dimensions have a tendency to bump up against one another and it just creates anomalous results and 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 what's happening now is that we're starting to understand and be able to find that stuff and and quantify it a bit more hmm. and that's Ronnie LeBlanc's theory okay. on this I like that LeBlanc sounds like it could be a doctor name, but Ronnie, like a scientist, is like LeBlanc. He's like, but Ronnie, I don't know. I mean, it's there's a lot of paths toward science, and some of these uh, some some people were into the idea of Bigfoot before coming uh, before becoming primatologists. You know, as part of why they got into it, which is great. I mean, it's great to learn and educate yourself about what like these sorts of if you have a theory about them being Neanderthals, you mm. better learn <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. about Neanderthals. Yeah, and, right, right. And, better be peer reviewed. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I think it can still, uh, you know, there's there there's just there's so much confirmation bias. It's just it's just so fun. Every every time, I, I think we, I, I I feel like um, consciousness is such a great dramatizer and the reason why we love i love science i just watched um everything everywhere all at once oh, yeah, yeah. speaking Great. of like yeah. parallel, parallel universe yeah. Yeah. type stuff it's i hadn't watched tv in the over month that i've been here uh-huh. and that's the one thing that i finally like yeah. okay enough <laughs> people but um you know and I, I love um i love things like that but i i think that's just in us and i think that uh i Again, I think it's just, I think it's it's just a little um, more fun and interesting for <laughs> yeah. some of us than what reality <laughs> right. yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah. it, yeah. it's hard to appreciate. Like, you could walk outside and to uh, to describe. I mean, just just to like scientifically figure out everything about this room to understand the kind of wood that this table mm-hmm. is made out of and the evolution of those trees and to understand the uh, iron frame here and the history of soldering and metalwork and how we discovered minerals along the way and and, and carpet there's these uh, patchwork carpet that was uh de- um started developing they took cues from um, from the uh, in, environment, uh, this, this guy, Ray, uh, something, he passed away, but he wanted to make sustainable carpet, came up with the idea of, of you know what, if you make carpet in patches like this, you can take a patch, patch off when it's ruined. And then rather than re-carpet the whole floor, uh, that was one of his many novel um carpet idea and and uh, i could go on and on yeah, like yeah. like just to figure out this fucking room it's it's a lifetime. Uh, yeah. it would take yeah. a lifetime people take and- for granted how much crazy shit had to happen right. for us to be right here and it has nothing to do with yeah. the paranormal yeah. it's just yeah. we just someone went to we the normal is incredibly mysterious it, 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 really, is, yeah. it really is and and so i i guess like i'm 
I've made it a little bit of my life mission to try to like get people to appreciate like that's cool. Reality is like a neat <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing. Right? It's yeah. fucking weird that we're here. Yeah. Like no matter yeah. what your take on it is, like it's strange. On my worst days when I'm suicidal or we just want to give up and hate everything that I've done with my life, my career mm. path, and there's no hope. Even on my worst days, I think what a weird fucking <laughs> odd yeah. curious thing yeah. just to exist yeah. it's just so strange yeah yeah and i think yeah. i think that you know you said that in the sense that we've discovered most everything on land but the ocean is still very much yeah mysterious that's where this idea to me because if you think about the earth floating in a galaxy amongst infinite galaxies galaxies it appears yeah, <laughs> yeah. seems like thanks james webb and then it's then then i'm like well i'm not going to rule out that there somewhere <laughs> yeah, is yeah. some galaxy where they've figured out how to portal jump. Right. Yeah. And when I think of that, I'm like, I'm, I'm just still not. still have dumb primate bodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dumb, yeah. hairy primate <laughs> bodies. Why even have a body at all at that yeah, point? It's like true. bodies are the worst well, that, part. Yeah. No, they, well, they, that might be because, <laughs> I mean, or, who or, do we send to war? We we don't send our best and brightest. Like, you send, like. Well, we send drones now. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Why even have, why not just have a central system that's like, uh, like, I, I am my body is made up of a hundred thousand well, tiny not, drones spread out everywhere that yeah. fills in all of my consciousness. Well, maybe then, they're not that far ahead of us. Yeah. Oh, right. Like they had a car last week and now they're like, Oh, we got the portal. <laughs> well, I mean, how far are they? you're going to wear that. Look, so I, they are? I, okay. I think, I think that, uh, I think teleportation is so there, there's very, there's a good Michio Kaku had a book, um, the physics of the impossible uh, years ago. And um, uh, he's, a, he's a cool physicist, good, a good communicator. Yeah. I like a it. lot of his ideas are, are probably a little, a little too fun. I think which, which is part <laughs> right. of the necessity of right. being a good science communicator, but yeah. Um, Got to inspire people on some level in that like time travel is physically possible. A perpetual motion is not possible by according to the laws of physics as right. we know them. And there's like the reasons why he breaks it down. It, does, it doesn't, that's as we know them. It doesn't right, mean right. that physics agrees with <laughs> right, yeah. everything that we know about it, but um, teleport. I mean, we can, we can already teleport um, uh, like electrons over, spooky over, action over at a, a distance. river. Yeah, spooky. What is it called? Spooky. Yeah. With, with quarks or like you or rotate so one electron since I've yeah. talked yeah, about they, they just with anybody. They just yeah. did uh I think they just passed a record in terms of causing one electron to spin and it's, it's twin somewhere else spinning. It's like right. they just passed a record on earth of it's happening. So yeah, uh, that stuff's so right. cool to me. I love that. And I think that, you know, to my point is that like, I think that if in the next, let's say a hundred to a thousand years, what they're doing mm-hmm. with the Hadron Collider, we're like, we can't travel through space the way we thought about it. We thought you got like, we thought about like air travel. You're going to, you just go, no, no. Like you have to like exploit this ability to sort of wormhole through right. time and space. You got to wear this Bigfoot suit. And so we dial that in. <laughs> that's the only and way it works. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, that's even the, the idea of like time travel is like one of the, one of the reasons why, like, well, if time travel is possible, how come we've never bumped into a time traveler? And like, well, they might not have 
made the presence known or whatever right. else. But then there's also something more interesting or if, not more interesting, but the, another interesting idea about a constraint, which is, is that, um, you need the ability to time open trip. a wormhole. Right. And then in some point in the future, right. you can reopen that wormhole mm-hmm. and then go back to the moment that it was opened. Opens. It starts it's, at some point. Yeah. 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 So, so maybe it, it could be that, um, these Neanderthals, uh, figured out, um, some way of opening wormholes and then they've been able to like travel back and forth sure. through these specific points. Yeah. I would say a easier explanation for why, um, like UFO sightings are happening in the same parts as ghosts are being seen as being in the same parts that, um, that uh, Bigfoot is being seen as like, I think there's probably like a, a good number of cultural explanations sure. for that. Yeah. In yeah terms and gas of, leaks. Or bad water. Environmental. Like, I mean, less, you, less light. So it's just darker and just, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to a, uh, one of the dark sky areas in Idaho and you're like, oh god, you see this shit moving you all the time. Crazy yeah. shit, and you're like, this is going on in Raleigh. You just can't see it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you, you well, you start if if you're if you're alone at night, you start hearing more noises yes. yeah. and and everything else, and it plays in the psychology. It, part. But it's also it also has to do with the um, the stories that are told through culture. So it's mm-hmm. once in a while, there's um, like when um, Incubus and succubus. When oh, yeah. when, when those ideas right. took off, mm-hmm. then sure. everyone that would experience sleep paralysis, which which no one understood, no one knew what sleep paralysis yeah. was. There's also there's like a lot of like synesthesia when people see music as colors or right. like oh, yeah. hear a certain yeah. word and smell bacon or like a peculiar yeah. smell that <laughs> and just like some some um, some uh, wires kind of crossed that are usually pruned in early development remain connected um, abnormally in some people. We all have a little bit. Like I, yeah. I see the number 11 as yellow and, um, and, uh, and those little uh, things and, they show and, with the dots where you're like, Oh, it's colorblind? like colorblind. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It just like, if I, if I think of the number 11, it's, it's yellow in my mind. And I have to be careful if I'm saying either the word yellow or 11, because there's some connection in my mind wow, that like that's crazy. confuses crazy. the two. Um, huh. So like seeing yellow also makes me think of eleven with the with the with the huh. pipes and stuff. And people huh. people with more severe uh, not severe just just increased mm-hmm. synesthesia. That like some of them have like pie memorized to twenty seven. Oh yeah. 000 oh right right and stuff, right. And it's yeah. Because they just close their eyes. And see every number is a shape to Shapes. them, so they're just yeah. looking at a landscape. Right. And do you right. think that's based in the brain, or do you think that's tapping into something outside of the brain? Oh, it's based in the, so so. There's a early in development. Your your you come out as a baby, and your brain's like a lot more of a blob mm-hmm. than what it like matures into, mm-hmm. and a part of the process of of uh, learning and the maturity of the brain is a process of uh, synaptic pruning okay. where basically neurons are killed off between areas so that connections are severed 
to make categorization easier. So you actually don't know really that there's much of a difference between say food and a color or a sound or whatever, when you're first kind of born and in pre-development. And then that's, uh, that's part of what learning, learning and experience in the first several years of life, the synaptic pruning happens. Mm, okay. And in some people, some of those, some of those normal prunings didn't happen. Right. So, it's like how some kids didn't learn that you shouldn't touch a hot stove. They never had that experience to chop the, that nerve out through whatever the thing is. They go, yeah. Oh, that's, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. So like through, through time, there had been people that, you know, there'd be like a famous conductor that was an incredibly skilled conductor, probably because he had special access to being able to see music as this colorful representation. But he, as far as he knew, because synesthesia was not a scientifically diagnosed or understood thing sure. 300 years ago or whatever. He thought everyone saw this. So yeah. he would, to totally. like his orchestra, he'd be like, hey, could the violins, uh, I, I'm going to need a little more orange uh, oh, out man. of you. And they'd be like, huh? And like play something and be like, no, that's red. I, I orange. <laughs> yeah, and orange. Like no, right. no, that's blue. Orange. Oh, and wow. they'd like keep on doing things until he'd be like, yes, orange. Crazy. Bring that up. And then mm. they'd eventually just learn to translate that when he says orange, he wow. means like yeah, B yeah. flat or, yeah. or whatever. Wow. And, wow. and so I, I think there's some stuff like that. So anyway, so so then what's happened with like paranormal over time is we we have these we have these capacities for. Um, uh, one we have uh, a very testable. Um, uh, it's called apophonia that 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 we we t- we tend to make more connections right. to things than there actually yeah. are, mm-hmm. and there's adaptive advantages to that because uh, you can. A, a brain's never going to be perfect. There's this kind of error management theory that um, is is worth thinking about and how how brains are have evolved, uh, which is. You have a you have a fire alarm and it can err in, in in one of two ways. It can either go off when it's not supposed to and that's annoying, mm. or it cannot go off when it's supposed to and you lose a lot of life. And that's <laughs> yeah, horrific. Yeah. And so they engineers when or it they can just beep when the battery's low. Right. Yeah. 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 Constantly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but they also like when engineers make a smoke alarm, <laughs> they they have to think, well, we have to assume that we can't make up that there is no possible way to create a perfect smoke alarm that is exactly accurate every single time. So if we're going to bias it, we're going to bias, bias it, it towards safety right. so it goes off more often when the to- right, right. when the toast burns. So we have we have a lot of um, psychological things like the mating behavior and uh, like negativity right. bias to keep us from touching mm-hmm. uh, hot stoves. And so e- eating, taking a chance on eating a berry if it's poisonous is like the, the, the payoff of a good berry is not, uh, is not right. equal to getting killed because you ate a poisonous berry yeah. or whatever. So we have this negativity bias and tend to remember negative things more and those become more salient and everything else. So within that, we have this, uh, making, making connections that don't exist seems to be less costly than oh, yeah. not making a connection that does exist. So like if hmm. you, if you hear that sound at night, it's probably not someone breaking into your house but 
Uh, you can error in one of two ways. Yeah. If right, you right. don't get up and check it out and it is someone, now you're dead. Um, right. yeah, yeah, and yeah. Whereas if, if you do get up, well, you lost some sleep and, right. you know, maybe feel dumb or, or whatever. But that's you are primed to uh, you're biased in that in that way. And so um, so like Incubus and Succubus is an interesting example because it went from. So people would have sleep paralysis and I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but holy shit. Have you seen the man? I mean, probably everyone will. I have. have. I've seen the guy. Yeah. I've seen the guy. I've had someone sit on my bed. It's crazy. I, I, I I was very, very, very young. The one Mm -hmm. time that I had it and I just remember it being just bonkers and scary. Scary is all horrible. Your, 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 your body is, your body is paralyzed when you go to sleep. So you don't Mike Birbiglia and jump out of a second story. I got him a comedy special though. Why can't we have almost got him killed? I know, right? My God, if he would have been on the 10th story instead, we wouldn't have a Mike Birbiglia around. And and so your body's supposed to shut down. And then sometimes it doesn't wake up the same time the brain does. does. And consciousness loves coming up with stories of of that. And so, and, and part of the stories that it will come up with are based on what, what stories are and works of fiction are within the environment. So incubus and succubus had its time. And so then everyone was getting like, you know, uh, molested by these ghosts, right. you know, like, Sexy I, ghosts. I got raped by a ghost. Yeah. Last. It yeah. happened to you. Yeah. 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 The yeah. ghosts always, uh, you, everyone gets raped by a ghost at yeah. least once in their life. I think Dan Ackwood got like a blowjob by yeah, a ghost. Ghostbusters, yeah. <laughs> he didn't stop it though. No, to yeah. fair. That's gotta be the worst though. Like when you're like, oh, I was raped, uh, but she was, a, she was a totally naked woman. It's like, yeah, oh, mine was totally a, was a, totally a woman too. Totally fine. It was definitely not a <laughs> guy yeah uh, it's like you got to change your story to fit what they believe because you don't want to you have your own biases in terms of like what makes you a man oh no my succubus was it wasn't an incubus it was definitely yeah, a succubus yeah yeah, yeah. so that that, yeah. It, 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 that all always changes through time and so and then the way that our consciousness perceives things like the idea of of like what an idea what you know we the way it shapes our language we go like oh i I had the spark of an idea and, and the spark used to be this, you know, this great, <laughs> this great fire that would come up, this crackling that's, that's captivated humans for so long. And then the light bulb comes around mm. and you go, Ooh, I just had this light bulb go right, off right, in my this, head. Right, and, yeah. right. and then like cars come around and me, you know, mm. instead of like describing motivation as like, Plowing through things now. Now we're we're taking charge of the wheel, and I'm oh, in the yeah, driver's yeah, seat. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and then technology continues to uh, advance, and and now when we're learning things, now we're getting these massive downloads, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and yeah. you know having to defrag, and yeah, and and right. so technology and culture itself influences how how we describe our own inner worlds to ourselves. And so all of, all of this is a long winded way of, of saying that I, I think that it's very interesting to see this like old belief of Bigfoot now, now mixing in with like, as yeah. right. star Wars and sure. all of these various shows are becoming more and more popular mm-hmm. and we're understanding new, new possibilities in the world right. that they're kind of mixing yeah. in with. Yeah. 
Yeah, one day we'll describe uh, picking ourselves up by our bootstraps by like, yeah, I just want to be a Bigfoot that walks through a portal. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. well, let's, uh, let's, I, I'll give my final thought okay. to kick things off. Okay, sure. Which is admittedly weird, but, uh, but, but, because what I'd like to do is combine uh, the, the, the two partners that we have, uh, one saying these are the Neanderthals and one saying these are uh, portal jumpers. I think that's the same thing. I think that the Neanderthals were portal jumpers that were sent from whatever dying galaxy they it, they lived on. They found a Goldilocks planet, ours, and they were like, go and try to habitate this planet. And they're the remnants of the original. So like whatever this culture is, they've been jumping here for 35 to 45,000 years trying to, you know, find a place where they could live. And maybe that's like the, the weird mixing that, you know, the, yeah. these the sort of, we've talked a lot about um, the theory that there are multiple sources for homo sapiens. It might come from different places. Um, it's a very controversial theory, but like in any case, I'm going to say the Neanderthals were the original portal jumpers. Okay. And that's what's, these are all just, this is the people yeah. that came to Earth before Homo sapiens uh, evolved. Or, I, I or, like that, and I like the fact that they're hiding. It's like, well, we got there, and then shaving was big, and nobody wants to fuck us. <laughs> uh, so we're just showing up once in a while, just seeing if they're growing it out. <laughs> That's what I'd like to. They're just trying to find mates that are into the, the hirsute fish. Yeah, the, the hirsute, yes. Yes, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, right? I mean, yeah. because if they're anything like us, they're driven by very simple things like survival and, mm. and, and reproduction and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. That's fun. All right. I'll give my final thought and then I'll let you end it sure. out. Um, I don't know this again. I think this is all based on stories and mythology that we all love and we all, uh, again, make it fun again. And, um, even if there's zero basis in scientific fact about anything we talk about, I've had a good time for an hour. Yeah. Regardless. And this right. is kind of how people sat around a fire and shared stories and mythologies. And uh, those were just podcasts of their days. They just sat around sure. and they're like, I oh, don't know, this is kind of an out there theory. Right. But it gets brains thinking and it gets people thinking. Because I think all science is driven by curiosity and all um, inventions right. and leaps in technology have come from going, what if we had a portal? It's like, well, how would you make a portal? Do I need a hair suit? Right. Um, so it's yeah. it, it's fun. That's it's, it's all fun to me. And it's fun right. to speculate on things because that's that's why... Uh, and that's how you get to things, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's like you don't get anywhere by going, well, well, these are the facts. This table's made of wood. It's like, but what's wood made of? Well, how did it become wood? Like it's just thinking uh, outside our normal conventions and just questioning the world regardless of uh, whether you have scientific fact. But it's good to have someone like Shane that has a little bit of knowledge about <laughs> science and say, well, here's how that might work. Yeah, so right, um, yeah. I, it's fun for me regardless. I hope there's Bigfoot. Um, if he lives in another dimension... Take me. Take me with you, man. Let's hang out. I'll put a suit on. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be the, a hairless ape yeah. in a zoo somewhere in the other galaxy? Yeah. And they're like, he's That's bald, fine. but he's full of hair, and he's tiny. He's a very <laughs> short man. How He doesn't belong here. Smallfoot. <laughs> yeah. The legend of small feet. Yeah. yeah. You got a final thought for us, Shane? I, I mean, I guess I can kind of recap what I've been saying, which is that like I don't believe in Bigfoot. I don't 
respect the belief of Bigfoot. I think it's stupid. I, I'd, I'd rather be talking to an interdimensional, interdimensional Bigfoot than talking with people that believe in it. Seriously. I take back everything I said about the dudio. I, yeah, I, I no longer like it. It's yeah, getting it's, musty as fuck in here. Yeah, we're not, we're not doing the festival anymore. It's yeah, like, I only came here to promote my dumb camp out and right. stupid thing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Bigfoot. Well, he, so he won't uh, be there. He definitely will not be there. I mean, that is what, that's what I, that's what I like about Bigfoot is that at least like no one, no one does get like that. Right. Like, yeah. Fuck you, man. Right. You, really? You yeah. believe in Bigfoot? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you're right. Yeah. And you can't be mad when you really, I mean, obviously we all have our beliefs. We all have things we've experienced and we have reasons for those things, but you can't be a person that gets angry about Bigfoot because what proof in the grand scheme of things, too, right. e- does either side have? Uh, we have just as much proof that he does exist. That uh, well, probably more that he doesn't, but that's fine, you know. Uh, right, right. I, but I, I think, and this is sort of recapping some of what Shane said, but also just things we've talked about. Like there is something about the unknown that the bewilderment and the sort of like that. I feel like people just need a little bit of that because if like the world is just particles moving. Then there's really not much to do, like right, like for me that 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 the end path of that definitely ends in a fatalism to me, right? But but I think that my brain and then maybe that's because like synapses didn't sever when I was a child, <laughs> like has this sort of gravitates towards. I need something that's sort of mysterious and unknown and and, and discoverable to wake up every morning and be like, well, maybe, maybe today will be the day, you know, yeah. like, well, and it's, so it's like why people are detectives. I think it's like, it drives you to be like, I don't, yeah. it's when you find that ending, you're so excited. I used to go to this website called the sneeze. Uh, it was, I don't know who runs it, but he would have this, uh, cartoon that he would bring up. He's like, there's a cartoon when I was a kid, I can't find it. And literally his entire fan base started searching for these cartoons from when he was a kid. Hmm. I found them. And I've never felt more excited to discover right. something, even though like it could have been fake. It could have been, he just put me on a, a treasure hunt for no reason. Um, but just yeah. the fact that I discovered, I felt, man, that's, that'll drive me to find more cartoons from kids, but nobody else was looking. So, Yeah. And I think you see that often in Bigfoot hunters, there's an obsession that like they, they, they will never face evidence to the contrary because it's just, it's the search that that's become addicting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I kind of appreciate the idea of the search. Is what I, yeah. I the search is, I guess it's, I think that's, and that's life and, yeah, and being, to get away from the fatalistic point. It's like, it's not about where we end up regardless of what you believe. It's about what you're doing on yeah, earth. Now. Yeah. Well, that's a great final thought. And, uh, 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 just to recap our, our, we're so glad to have Shane, uh, uh, here on the podcast Thanks for having me. Yeah. September 9th also, through oh, wait, 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 11th. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll figure out when we're, I haven't put together the schedule. I don't even know like what bands are playing, what days I haven't done half of the comedy booking that I need to and stuff yet, but, uh, we'll figure out once I figure out the day, you'll have to make sure and tell people that. Yes, too. absolutely. Sure. We might do day passes. So oh, cool. Oh, cool. Awesome. We'll yeah, that'd be good. It's easy for Raleigh people to drive out. Yeah. Come back. Originally, it was all going to be our fans and people are flying in and stuff. And yeah. it's like, oh, we'll have, we'll do day passes cool. for people. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, we're Shane Moss, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. yeah uh, this has you. been uh, Conspiracy Beer Me. I am Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith. And this was Shane Moss. Peace. Peace. Peace.